you And when I defang the viper Trust me, ain't gonna come from nowhere Jeff, I already put you out I don't even know why you're out here right now Keep on talking Hey, hey, hey do me a favor Why don't you act like this is an AA meeting And you shut your mouth while I'm sharing with the crew And Mustafa, you out here A boy among men And I'm gonna tell you what you got lucky at the Rumble, so I know you're gonna come out here and run your mouth about how bad you are. But let me give you a little bit of a reality check. You see, Mustafa, you said that my eyes don't lie. Well, your eyes don't lie either, because last week, they were closed real tight when I put your simple ass to sleep. And AJ, hey man, be honest with me. How's our old girl Wendy doing? Welcome back to the Clark Street Wrestling Podcast. I am a feast, and with me as always is Devin doing the Raw Recap. So Devin, we just finished up the, the Stomping Ground Recap, uh, and we're rolling right into Raw. Uh, it kind of picks up where Stomping Grounds left off with Seth Rollins and Becky Lynch basically leading off the show. Um, so like we were saying with the, the Stomping Grounds you know, situation, right? Like we've got you know, Seth and Becky Lynch's relationship, basically just right there leading off in the, the show. Um, and it really was, I don't know. It was kind of weird. Like when, when Becky came out, you know, it, it was like, I don't know what they were really going for because at first Seth was trying to make a joke, right? He was trying to be like, um, you know, you, you, you kind of stepped on my moment here, which I guess was supposed to be like a, like a sweet moment where we're kind of like, oh, look at them. They're so cute. But yeah. I didn't feel that at all. It was just kind of like awkward, you know? It was. And then Becky, you know, was, was I guess, trying to keep it to, to wrestling, right? Like she was trying to talk about how, you know, Lacey getting involved. Like she didn't appreciate that. And, you know, but it, it they got cut off pretty quickly into what they were saying by uh, Baron and Lacey coming out. Um, so that, that, beginning of the segment I felt was kind of like indicative of what I feel, which is this whole thing feels a little bit awkward. Um, (laughs) You know, like Becky seems not completely comfortable, you know, talking about, you know, having the relationship be a part of the storyline. Seth is trying to work it too, but it's just not flowing really well uh, when they, when they're the way they're trying to integrate their relationship into the, the story that they have going on. Um, it's not man it's really not and then we and then they had to open up the show again with baron corbin yeah oh man like i don't know and of course where this see where this is going um with with people who had seen stomping ground and seeing how the pairing of baron corbin and Lacey was was going with becky then coming out and then helping seth you kind of felt like mm, maybe yeah yeah towards a intergender uh, tag match of some sort, and sure enough, that's that's where this is going. Uh, basically, Baron Corbin and Lacey Evans challenged Seth Rollins and Becky to a tag match um, to where the stipulation. Well, Seth said, "I'll agree to any stipulation." So, you know, Baron Corbin said, "Hey, you know, we want you to put both belts on the line: the Universal Championship and the Raw Women's Championship." Um, so there it is. Um, I am not looking forward to that matchup. <laughs> You know, just to be real about it. Like, I, I am not, man. The moment it started coming out of Baron Corbin's mouth, I was like, no, please don't do this. Um, but here we are. So, um, 
I don't even know why we doing this again, man. Well, yeah. Like we just we just got done with stomping ground. You want to set another one up for another pay per view for Extreme Rules, and and and, and this is probably most likely going to be the main event. Yeah. Oh my God, that's terrible. That thought right there, just that man. I wasn't even thinking about oh, that until and you I just. I think it's going to be in Philly. Oh my God. Oh my God. Oh no. Oh that's my good. God. That's not good. That, that crowd is ruthless. Oh. <laughs> that crowd. I is think ruthless. I'll watch it just for that. <laughs> just to see how the what the crowd is gonna do. Man, now here's the thing though. I feel like the crowd. So people are very supportive of Becky as a superstar, and people are yeah. very supportive of Seth as a superstar. So I feel like. From there's a chance that they kind of don't completely turn on the whole match uh, just because that that those two are such big fan favorites right now. But Dude, it all depends how that card goes. Yes, yeah. It all depends how that card goes yeah. for that main event. To they work. need they need that to be a strong show leading into that main event. If it is the main event, which I think you're right that it will be. Because uh, yeah. yeah, if that's the main event, man, oh my god, if if it's going bad. That Philly sure. crowd is going to eat them up. That's wow. Wow. I didn't even think about that. Man, I'm nervous for that now. Um, <laughs> and and I guess the other thing, too, with this, you know, it is extreme rules. I guess that's yeah. the extreme rule is that it's going to be a mixed tag. You know, like extreme rules the last couple of years has been kind of weird because it's not really that extreme. Yeah, not, right. Exactly. You know, it's not hardcore matches. Yeah, they just do stipulations <laughs> that are a little bit different. So yeah. this is kind of a, a a bad sign that we're probably going to get more of that versus you know actually getting hardcore matches and tables and all that stuff like so we'll like it, like you get it extreme rules extreme <laughs> <laughs> extreme like really that extreme like what what's so extreme about that it's just it's man and woman tagging together that's that why is that extreme so anyway and they're not going to wrestle each other you know it's just going to be like every time the the that the, for those that maybe are first time listeners or just getting into wrestling now, you know, in these matchups, the way it usually goes is as soon as Seth Rollins tags Becky, then uh, uh, Baron Corbin is going to have to give him the match. They're not going to have Seth versus Lacey or Becky versus Baron. Like that's not going to happen. So it's not extreme, you know, even from that standpoint, they're gonna, the men are going to fight the men, the women are going to fight the women. So mm-hmm. why is that extreme? Uh, it's just, it's just, wow. It's just weird. Um, well, it's probably extreme because of the stipulation because the belts are on a winner takes all. But that's not extreme. They did that at uh, I know at, at WrestleMania winner take all like that. That's not extreme. You know? I know, I know, but you know, sick. <laughs> I don't know. But it's today's world, today's wrestling, oh and PG God. wrestling. This is what constitutes extreme. Is the winner <laughs> takes all? Oh man, <laughs> men and women tagging together, extreme. No, no, gosh. Yeah, that, that's that's crazy. So, yeah, the the opening of the show, you know, for me, it, it just kind of started on a low right there because again, we're kind of continuing on with 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 the whole. Okay, we're gonna have Becky and Seth together on screen and really try to make their relationship be a part of the show now, and then have Lacey and and Baron come in, who neither one of those guys actually even want to see in one on one matches again with their respective opponents. Like, I'm not excited to see. Becky versus Lacey again, let alone Becky and Seth versus Lacey and Baron Corbin. And same thing with Seth and Baron. Like, I just want that to be done. 
So to put them, the way Lacey Evans lost on stomping ground, why should I be excited to see exactly, this tag match now? Exactly. You know, it, it doesn't make any sense. And, and I mean, I guess you could say it's because Seth Rollins took the match, but the yeah. whole rematch clause is not being there, but then we're getting the match again. You know, like, it just seems like this is this is a one of those situations where I would have said, oh, because there's no rematch clauses, and they're not even champions, so it's not even a rematch clause. It's just... They, that was supposed to, the idea behind no rematch clauses that we would get different matchups. Like every time a uh, champion puts the belt on the line, that next championship match is going to be a completely different matchup. Here, we we just saw Baron versus Seth at Stomping yes. Ground, at, um, at Super Showdown. Now, then we got it the rematch again at Stomping Ground. Now we're going to get it again <laughs> in Extreme Rules. Like that's three matches, three pay per views in a row where we're getting. The same matchup, basically. Dude, let, that's like even go there. Come on, the wild card rule. <laughs> <laughs> do, I even, either, do I even need to discuss even further what the hell is going on with that rule? I thought it was three three opponents from Raw. Three oh, opponents yeah. From no. Just, just they've thrown that out the window. One, one week is nine. The other week is uh, okay. Roman no, is dead. Roman Reigns isn't even on SmackDown. He's only exactly. on Raw. He's on like, Raw. <laughs> <laughs> it just doesn't even matter anymore. It's crazy. Like the yeah. So so you're right. There there's other ways in which the WWE is just kind of not you know following what they said they were gonna do. Like they they're just finding ways to weasel around it. So I guess I shouldn't be too surprised that you know the whole no rematches, you know, is it's right. not a it's not happening. But the yeah. wild card is in effect. <laughs> <laughs> oh man! So so yeah, that's how the the show started. Um, and then we had let's see, matchups wise, it was a I guess this was this was kind of interesting. Usos and the New Day versus the Revival and Daniel Bryan and Rowan. Uh, this eight-man tag elimination match. So I'm a fan of pretty much everybody that was in this matchup, right? Yeah. So the Usos, yeah. the New Day, the Revival, Daniel yeah. Bryan, Eric Rowan, everybody there is doing great work. And everything that they did in the ring was was solid. The fact that Daniel Bryan got pinned first was shocking to me. Like, they, they got rid of him pretty quickly. And, you know, to so the New Day, too. And New Day right after that, right? But they're doing this new thing, I guess, where everything is an elimination match now. Like they have – or elimination match or two out of three falls. Like they, they're doing that more and more often. And I heard um, – I guess Vince is not wanting to have the show continue on during commercial breaks. And so what they're doing is they're, they're resetting matches right after the commercial is done, you know, and starting over so that the televised crowd isn't missing anything during the commercial breaks. But – the way that they're doing that now is to give us these either elimination matches where they can use that to restart things, or they're doing two out of three falls. So at in, in between falls, they can do their commercials. I don't know. I just feel like it's been kind of weird because we'll get into yeah. it with SmackDown, but there was a bunch of, there were two, two out of three falls matches on that show, you know, which yeah. was just, yeah, we'll, we'll get into that. Exhausting, but yeah. Um, but yeah, I don't know. What, what's your take on, on, the fact that I don't know this elimination match that they had, and then I don't know if they hit something like that again later on in the night. But 
Um, what, what, what have you noticed that with the elimination matches and and I, I, I did, but I didn't know it was you know to help out to I guess to break up with the or sync up with the commercials. If it is, and that's cool, you know, for the fans because it do feel like sometimes you you'll miss some action or whatever. Right. Even 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 they do that picture in picture during a commercial, but sometimes you know it could be distracting unless you mute the commercial. I found that that helps a bit the focus, but you know, you still it's you know it's no sound or nothing like that. So you I guess you don't feel the full effect. But you know, I guess let let's see. It it <clears throat> I'll talk about this later on. I go I'll go more in depth on, on SmackDown, but on the SmackDown it just felt it just felt more repetitive. Yeah, right. You could really feel it with SmackDown. Exactly. Really exactly. SmackDown. Exactly. It just, exactly. It was, this was kind of for this week the start of it with this elimination match and i feel like the more that you do these matches the more you kind of dilute how special some of these matches can be sometimes you know yeah. like like for a pay-per-view an elimination uh style stipulation or a two out of threes two out of three falls stipulation it's 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 not going to be special you know if you just keep doing it on yeah. on on every show that's so true. you know, I feel like that's just kind of a bad use of those of those yeah. stipulations. Because you'll you'll get the feel like, damn, another two out of three. Right, right. So yeah, I don't know about that, but um, but just in general, like I I was I was excited to see uh, the new day with the Usos teaming up like that, and then yeah. the two tag champions, the, the revival, Daniel and Eric Rowan, all teaming up together. Yeah. You know, that was just kind of a cool, cool moment for sure. It was. Uh, and the match- and I, I will say this. That's a good way to use the elimination rule hmm. with multiple tag. If you're going to do like, you know, multiple tag teams, like you're going to do like eight man tag teams or 10, 10 man tag team, you're going to do, and then you're going to do elimination style. And that's fine, I guess. I'm fine with that. But the old two out of three, hell no. Nah. Yeah. So that was, that was kind of something that, that stuck out to me. Um, I guess in terms of let, let's let's go to to this. Um, uh, well, I wanted to talk about the the Drew McIntyre Shane Roman uh, situation. That's probably the next one that kind of stands out to oh, me. Oh man, you got my stomach hurting right now. <laughs> <laughs> well, talk about that, man. Why don't you why don't you kick us off with that? Oh, man. do I gotta talk about this? <laughs> we, we got you, man. It happened. Oh my god, again. Again, you know, you know, Roman comes out. Well, hold on. What was it? It was. Well, it so was Shane, a, so they were basically going to get back at Roman for having beaten them at Stomping Grounds. So during Stomping Grounds, he, I think Shane McMahon had made mention that they're going to show the big dog whose yard it really is. And it's really Shane McMahon's yard. Yeah, yeah. They did that backstage promo. Right. And so as they were leaving the building after Stomping Grounds, so they said, Oh, you know, he's gonna Roman is gonna go against Drew McIntyre and Shane McMahon in a in a two on one handicap match. And so the match at well, right before the the match happened during the entrances, we had the whole you know uh, the I think it was it Rome I forget his name, but the announce the the yeah. ring announcer you know Mike, Mike Rome or Mike Rome Mike <laughs> yes, he had announced Shane, but real lackluster. So Shane you know say hey whoa 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 that's not good enough. You gotta you gotta really say my name right so he made him say the best in the world again but then after that so he also told him to to say the stipulation on the match which was kind of weird because we already knew it was going to be a handicap match 
So after he tells Rome to say it, Rome is like, yeah, and, and this match will be a well, – so actually what he said, he, he said um, Roman Reigns is going to have to face both Shane and Drew McIntyre. And I'm like, yeah, of course he has to because it's it's a two-on-one <laughs> handicap match. match. Like, why are you saying that? Like we know what what <laughs> that this is going to be two-on-one. Then he says that means Roman Reigns is going to have to face both of them at the same time. I'm like, what is going on? Like, does he really think we're all that stupid that we just don't know how a two-on-one handicap match? Like, if I tell someone who doesn't watch wrestling at all, like, hey, there's going to be a two-on-one handicap match between Roman Reigns and Shane and Drew McIntyre, you know, I think they're going to understand that it means that he's going to – they're going to have to face – he's going to have to face both of them at the same time. So Right. They'll probably ask you in a a question to confirm, oh, that means they're going to – the two players are going to fight the the other one at the same time, right? But even let's say let's say that that we you you figure maybe maybe people don't realize that he's going to have to face both of them in the ring at the same time that there's no tags mm-hmm. right let's just assume that do you have to explain that can you just can you just do it I mean we all it just kind of <laughs> awkward like he's explaining this matchup like exactly how this is going to go like right. verbatim like this this is like might as well say and. When when the referee counts to three, he's gonna count one, two, three, and that's how we're gonna be able to assess the three count. And for submissions, if the guy taps out, it's just like, are we gonna go through all the rules? Like, I mean, because it just seemed weird that he was just saying he he, he went to such detail with I don't know. It was just kind of a weird moment for the match, like right right in the beginning of the matchup. So anyway, it, I it said, was just awkward. Shaman Man was awkward. He has like I don't know. He he tried to be his promos are funny. Like funny in a way, because he's trying to be mean, but he's he's coming out polite at the same time. If that makes sense, you know he's yeah. he's you know how he's trying to how, what he says going to do to to Roman Reigns. He's just sounding so polite, <laughs> <laughs> I, and I'm just and I'm just laughing because I'm like he's trying to come so he's trying to be so mean. He's looking so intense. He's sweating because you know he just got done from the stumping grounds match. But he, he's coming off so polite about what he's going to do to Roman Reigns. So it's hard for me to buy this. You oh, know, man. and then, you, then it, it made the match just made. This is why it makes my stomach hurt. It just made Drew McIntyre just look completely weak. Completely weak. He doesn't need shaving bad help. <laughs> he really doesn't. Giving him orders? Yeah. Do the claymore again. Do the claymore again. <laughs> what? what are you doing, Shane? Get him in the corner over there. Yeah. Get him in the corner over there. Oh, come on, man. Don't talk to Drew like that. Yeah. He's really just, I don't know, man. Drew right now is just, he's just there. He's just a stooge. They've just continued that whole stooge persona. Like, I don't, I don't, I don't, I don't look that's at Drew he, the same way. I don't. That's what he is, man. I'm telling you. That's what he is. He he was he was part of that faction for Braun Strowman. Then, you know, he did Baron's Cor- Corbin's crew. Mm-hmm. And uh here we are, a, a Shane McMahon stooge. Yep. Yep. He's he's that that's just all he is. And it's just sad. It's sad to see. So, but yeah, talk about because there was a pretty big moment that had happened in this matchup. So why don't you why don't you reveal so, what what had happened there? So, you know, I guess. The two-on-one handicap was just overwhelming for Roman Reigns. 
I'm just overwhelmed. Come on. <laughs> so let's get whooped by Drew McIntyre. Shane McMahon, you know, and he's you know, Shane McMahon's ordering Drew to get to put uh, Roman Reigns in the corner. He's getting getting ready to climb climb on the top rope, getting coast ready to coast. go coast to coast. The lights go out. You hear the, the bell tone, dum. All of a sudden, Undertaker appears out of nowhere. And I'm like, really? <laughs> that was my response. It wasn't like, oh, snap, Undertaker, cool. I was like, really? <laughs> so I got to be honest. I got to be honest. All right. Yeah. So I was not happy with the whole how Drew was being ordered around by Shane McMahon and just this whole Roman with Shane thing. I'm just not with it. Yeah. When Shane went up to the top rope and I heard the, the dong, I, I did pop. I can't lie. I was oh, like, wow. oh, Undertaker, really? Like, they actually got me. And maybe it's because, you know, I was so just down on everything that was going on that it kind of <laughs> slipped into that like a good moment. It was a good it was a good moment in the in the moment of like something that I wasn't liking happening. Then they gave me this like <laughs> this 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 nostalgic like cool thing that you know back in the day you hear that it's like oh man Undertaker's here right so yeah. I just slipped back into into being that 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 kid that remembers hearing Undertaker in his prime you know and that music hitting that I, it was it was exciting when that moment happened for me you know hearing the dong seeing him uh, show up you know after the lights went out you know lights come back on Undertaker's in the ring Shane McMahon is standing on the ropes looking at Undertaker like he just saw the devil. <laughs> You know, in, in his face, and he jumps to try to hit Undertaker. Undertaker catches him, choke slam him. I don't even know what happened to Drew. I don't even remember what happened to Drew in that situation. If he took a choke slam, if he was just on the outside, but I remember Undertaker, or I remember Shane getting a choke slam, and both Shane and Drew just getting the hell out of there. And the, just the look on Shane's face, you know, as he's on the ramp, kind of sitting on the on the ground there at the ramp, looking at the Undertaker like he's deathly afraid, like. That part of it, I actually did have fun with. Um, it wasn't until later on that I'm just like, when they announced the match at uh, Extreme Rules, it's like it's going to be a tag match between Shane and Drew versus Undertaker and Roman. And I was like, oh, well, yeah. I think that's, that's why I, I was like, with me, I don't know, man. It, th- this run, this latest run Undertaker has been, has been very underwhelming. So it's it's like, I think only time, one of the few times I will mark out for for Undertaker, if I was to go there, if I was there, because yeah. I have yet to see Undertaker live. I have yeah. yet to see that, feel that experience, hear that, see the walk, everything, the experience, the whole thing. Then hell yeah, mark out for that, and then use him in this to help out Roman Reigns. You know what I'm saying? I'm pretty sure Roman Reigns gonna do all the work. Yeah, you know? oh, yeah. <laughs> definitely. Uh, probably like. 85% of the work, Undertaker 15. I'm being generous on that. <laughs> but, 15%, you know, 15% of the work. I'm thinking, you know what? And this is why I'm like, now you kind of book yourself into a corner. Now, do do you have some shenanigans going on and DQ? Or who takes the pin? Drew? Drew's taking that pin. 
Yeah, because I know Shane McMahon ain't taking the pin because no. clearly you you guys are booking well, to be best well, in the world. Shane, Shane, the only way Shane takes the pin is if Undertaker is the one to, to tombstone him. I could see that happening. If Undertaker, because it's Undertaker, you know, like, yeah. I could see that. I don't see Roman beating or pinning Shane McMahon unle- or, or if Undertaker tombstones him and then, but Roman is the legal man. And so Roman pins uh, Shane with, you know, off of Undertaker's tombstone, you know, maybe something like that happens. But yeah, I, I my first guess would be that Drew McIntyre is going to be the one to take the pin. Okay, okay, yeah. man, that's and that would be a sad sight. Yeah, well, I, I don't know. Take a pin from from Undertaker, most likely. Um, probably will. I think that would be the best case scenario, really, because if you're yeah. going to take a loss, it's better to take a loss from the Undertaker. Yeah. Okay, Roman. but how would that look? How would you feel if you was to see that? You know, he's because he's on this road right now, and he takes a tombstone from Undertaker. I wouldn't be mad at it. I wouldn't okay. be mad at it. Okay. If if yeah, because yeah, I'm thinking about, it, I'm like, I'm not. I don't know. I'll probably get some type of little bit of a joy out of it, <laughs> just to see that visual. Yeah, you know, Undertaker <laughs> over a Drew. I don't know, man. I will say this. There there was something on social media talking about um, that Undertaker was handpicking his opponent for next year's WrestleMania. Yes, Yes, I heard about that. Potentially, that person is going to be Drew McIntyre, that he wants to that he wants to go against Drew at at WrestleMania. That's a long way away. Like that's that's that things can change. We don't know. Yeah, that's that's how he's he's going to be booked. Right. Yeah. So now, so if that happens, maybe who knows? Maybe Drew does pin the Undertaker. Like that would be pretty huge. Right. Yeah. And then leading up to WrestleMania, where Undertaker will probably beat Drew McIntyre. But you know, I I don't know. I mean, we'll see. I I don't know. I don't want to put too much weight on that rumor because it is just a rumor. Um, But I did read that. You you read that too. So. You know, yep. we'll see what happens there. But if that is the case, you know, then that makes me a little bit more optimistic for an idea that maybe Drew is the one to, to get a pin. I would hate for Shane to pin the Undertaker. I'd be like, that. what are we doing here? Why Why is Shane just keep getting these wins? But, you know, for for Drew to pin the Undertaker. I, I that think would that be would kind- be a booking disaster if Shane pins the Undertaker. Yeah. Yeah. I think it'll be a booking disaster, but then again, we're talking about WWE. Right, right. Like as as you're saying it, I'm like, I wouldn't be surprised if it happened. <laughs> you know? like, if, I would just kind of groan and be like, man, these dudes are doing this again. But you know, you're you're. It, it would be a disaster. We wouldn't be surprised. Um, I'm thinking my my gut reaction is Undertaker. You know, will finish the match. You know, beating Drew. You know, but if the rumors are be to believe, then maybe it's flipped, you know, and that Drew pins the Undertaker. So we'll see. I if if that happens, that'll be cool. If if Drew gets the win, he pins the Undertaker, then man, I think he, he the, the only person in that match that needs a win is Drew. It does. He does. He did. Right. And if he pins it, that's that is worse. I mean not worse. That is best case scenario for Drew. And then and for him to basically to just get his momentum back. Yes. yes. If he gets a pin on Undertaker, 
then okay, cool. He gets that rub. He can say that against Roman Reigns now. You know, man, just I'm cool with Roman Reigns and and Drew having a a rivalry, but this can be done without Shane. It needs to be done without Shane if they're gonna do yes. it. But I think we've already gotten to a point where the fatigue is starting to sit in yep. with with what they're doing right now with with Drew and Roman. That even if they took Shane out of it now and they said, okay, Drew and Roman are gonna have a one on one match, you know, in an elimination chamber or not elimination chamber in a Hell in a Cell, let's say, you know, and just just the two of them and that's it. I don't think I would be excited. I'd just be like, eh, you know, <laughs> hopefully this is the last time and we can move on. You know, like they've kind of killed that for me. And it's crazy because it should have been like this was a potential maybe, you know, WrestleMania main event type of matchup for the Universal Championship or the WWE Championship or what have you, you know, like the, the two of them are on that are to me, at least in my eyes, are on that level where, you know, especially I mean, Roman, for sure. He's already been yeah. there, yep. you know, but Drew McIntyre made have been a whole bunch of WrestleManias. Yeah. So so if they, they could have built that up right, like Drew could have been the top heel in the yep. company. You know, and Roman is who they want as their top baby face in the company. So to have those exactly. two guys, yeah, build them up. Then he's basically the complete opposite of Roman Reigns. Yeah, you could have tell, told that story. Yep, yep. I mean, that would have been another good reason to to have um, Drew win at WrestleMania too. Is to to say, hey, like Drew beat him at this WrestleMania, then build it up so that they main event the next year's WrestleMania, and Roman is still trying to, you know avenge that loss that he took from Drew at WrestleMania, you know, in a title match, you know, and that'd have been fine because, you know, the, the, that journey would have been more interesting if Roman was taking some L's along the way, you know, but now Roman's just been dominating Drew. And so I, I just don't in yeah. with, and Shane's a part of it too. And, you know, everything seems to be building towards him versus Shane. Like, it's just, I don't know. We're just not interested anymore really in Drew versus Roman. So. Yeah, yeah. Like you said, yeah. best case scenario, Drew beats uh, Undertaker. He pins him. Um, you know, gets gets a little bit of of momentum from that, and then maybe gets built back up for something. But not not for Roman. I think even if that happens, I don't know that I'm that excited about him versus Roman. Regardless, you know, I, I just kind of want that to be done. Like I want Drew versus Seth at this point. <laughs> you know, like I want to see that versus him versus Roman again. Yeah, I think you're right. You're right on that, man. I would love to see a Seth versus Drew. You know, they got a story within it's built within itself, and these guys could definitely do good work, man. Seth, you know, he's already awesome in the ring. He he's he's better on the mic. Drew, he he's a killer on the mic. So just to see some type of story between these two, yeah, because I'm 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 about done with Roman Reigns because of Shane McMahon. Yeah, agreed. Agreed. All right, let's let's talk about you know maybe something that was a little bit more fun, a little bit more positive. Man, twenty four seven championship. This whole storyline <laughs> with our truth and Drake Maverick. Um, talk to me about it, man. What what? what <laughs> give us a little bit of a recap of what's been going on because a lot has wow. happened. It, it has, man. And you know what? And I, I I really be following. I stay. I try to stay up to date with the twenty four seven championship. So if I get notified through YouTube of of a new clip of a new champion, <laughs> yeah, yeah, I'm sending it to you right away. As soon as I'm getting it, you're getting it. <laughs> I was like, you got to win what? <laughs> yeah, yeah. So last time, uh, what was it that he he lost? Well, he got pinned by. 
what was that last weekend? Yeah. Not last weekend. I would say before stomping grounds, I believe that he got yeah, pinned yeah. By, by Drake. He got pinned by Drake, uh, and he was the new he was the new twenty four seven champion. He was excited. He was all over. If you look at his Instagram page, it's crazy. He's literally making like videos everywhere at the airport. Like, hey, you're looking at your new twenty four seven champion. And then he's, I think he was at some type of drive through. Like, you know who you're talking to? You're talking to your new 24 7 champion. <laughs> so Drake is going, oh, yeah, yeah, he's, he's literally going all around town saying that he's the new 24 new 7 champion, man. So he's just it's super excited. He's getting married. You know what I'm saying? He, 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 uh, he's showing pictures on his Instagram. He's all decked out. Braun Strowman's there. He's one of the groomsmen. EC3. Yeah, EC3 is his best man. So it, it pretty much, you know, I put this, I'll frame it this way. Like we know that we already know they had the the actual ceremony before and then the the stage uh, ceremony when truth, you know, came in. So basically, they, you know, basically the pastor asked Drake, you know, the wife, you know, you take this, you know, do you say I do? He said, I do kiss the bride, kiss the bride. He's walking towards back, towards the entrance, towards the aisle. All of a sudden, he sees a ref. He says, not my wedding day. As he says that, Truth comes right behind him, rolls him up, pins him right next to his bride. One, two, three. He's ecstatic. He runs out the back. And then poor Drake. Drake Maverick was just just destroyed, man. Devastated, man. Possibly going, maybe going through a divorce with his bride. Well, I saw a post on, on uh, I don't know if it was on Facebook or what, but from her saying, you know, I want a divorce, you know, yeah. like, <laughs> <laughs> like, right, man. right, man. And he's saying, and I don't know like, where truth ever. Well, here's the thing, too the way it was shot, like, it almost looked like, like I, this is not what happened, I'm sure, but it almost looked like Truth had came out from underneath the, the wedding dress because, like, <laughs> where could he have been? Like, the, the, the way the camera was positioned, you know, you could see Drake Maverick, you could see the wife, and you see the back of the ref's head, and then all of a sudden, Truth just, like, rolls him up from almost right by the, the bride. So it seemed yeah. like... Again, the angle almost looked like was he hiding under the wedding dress the whole time, and then he just he, popped he out. He had to be man, because I, I was trying to figure out. I watched that video at least three or four times, trying to see like where would truth come from. It's like it couldn't come from. I'm trying to look at between if people was moving out the way for for truth. I didn't see any type of movement in the general audience, so he had to be like he, you could be right with that man. 3D perspective you got going on, like <laughs> under the dress. <laughs> I was talking to people at work on it. I, I can't take credit for for that one, man. A friend of mine had brought that up. I'm like, you, oh. that, right, you know, on that one. So I had to bring that up and bring that to you here because watching it, I'm like, man, yeah, it, the way it's shot, I that's one potential place he could have been hiding because I don't see where else it would have been. So yeah. that was pretty funny. I oh, thought that was man. Funny, uh, yeah, just the so, back and forth with him and Drake Maverick has been yeah. real. Keep going. It is crazy because because Drake is just devastated the whole weekend, the entire weekend, putting on Twitter. This is the happiest but worst day ever, yeah. you know. <laughs> Saying, and, and I guess he had a backstage promo with uh, R Truth, you know, see if he give him a chance to get his, you know, the, well, the one thing. It was Miss TV. Was it Miss TV? Yeah, 
Raw was Miz TV. So on, on Miz TV, Miz was interviewing our truth you know, when our truth was basically saying, you know, how his run has been, you know, it's hard trying to hot. be a 24 seven champion. You always got to hide, but the, but Miz had brought up, he's like, hold on, hold on. Like, you know, you've had some, some interesting moments, but there's been some moments that have been questionable because Miz, it seemed like was maybe on the side of Drake Maverick. And he showed the, the video of what had happened at the wedding and the crowd is cheering. And he's <laughs> and like, really, really? Like, like truth. There was his wedding. That was the man's wedding, and the crowd is is cheering. And then Miz looks at the crowd and is like, "And you guys are for this?" And then, <laughs> yeah, uh, the crowd. <laughs> and then Drake Maverick comes out, and he's still devastated. He's wearing the tie on his head, you know, and he's just he goes in the ring, right? Still wearing his wedding attire. Wedding attire. Yep, and he's he's in the ring. He's like, you know, truth, man, like. You, you 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 ruined my my wedding you know you ruined my you ruined everything basically and he's like he's he lost the love of his life you know and then um Carmelo was like truth you see what it's doing to him why don't you why don't you just give him a match you know he he lost the love of his life he lost his, his wife and Drake's like no I'm not talking about my wife I'm talking about the 24 7 title like that's the 24 <laughs> 7 championship Going with this, and then uh, yeah, truth. Just saying, like, okay, if it really means that much to you, fine. We'll we'll go ahead and we'll we'll do this match. But actually, before that, Miz, I guess, got a got some in his ear. Uh, WWE officials are telling them, hey, if you take this match with Drake Maverick, no one else is going to be able to interfere during the the match. And so, our truth goes ahead and he agrees to it. Um, two second match, our truth yeah. hit. Move real yeah, quick. Real and, quick. One, two, three. One, two, three. Then all the other wrestlers come out from the back. They they chase uh, our truth out, but Drake Maverick is still in the ring, devastated. And Charlie Caruso comes out of nowhere and starts to try to ask him questions. And like, man, this has really been a terrible, you know, couple of days for you. You know, how do you feel? Drake is just too devastated to answer any questions. He's just but like, but hold on. But as like right before that happened, like truth. Oh, did that happen? Or Truth was uh, he got pinned again though? No, that was SmackDown. Oh, that, that was SmackDown. SmackDown. Yeah, yeah, that was SmackDown because that the there were some title changes that had happened, but that was on SmackDown. Yeah, yeah. Here it was Charlie Caruso coming in the ring after they had come out after all the other wrestlers had chased our Truth out, and um, she had asked Drake Maverick some questions or tried to ask him a question. Drake just left. He was just he was just devastated. Some people were chanting Shana na na uh, as he yeah. left. And yeah, that was it. That was it. But on SmackDown, yeah, there was there was more going on and and there was some fun moments with the 24/7 championship and some new title reign that happened, but we'll we'll get into that when we talk about SmackDown. Yeah, man. But you just got to love our truth, man. How he's just putting everything into that. He he just make you care for it. Yeah. You know what I'm saying? They, they right just, now, you could argue that he's the best thing going for the WWE right now. I mean, not kind of NXT, you, but Raw and SmackDown. Know, you know what? That That's truth to that because if you go to YouTube, I noticed the YouTube numbers with him, they're over, yeah. they're over like one and a half million views. Yeah, yeah. One and a half million views, man. Yeah. And, and usually they're, they top videos do numbers just like that. Yep. Yeah, I would say that in the Firefly Funhouse when it was still going on because it didn't happen yeah. this week. But those two, Bray and and um, Our Truth, have been the two top, 
stars basically just carrying the company right now. Um, and then beyond that, of course, I mean, Seth Rollins has been a worker. Like, he's been just doing everything he can. But the feud with Baron Corbin's not really helping. No, so I can't really no. put Seth on that level right now. And Kofi, too, with Dolph Ziggler, it's it's a little bit better, I would say, because I, I have more I, respect say, for Dolph I would than say Baron, more than but... Kofi because he's been – actually, he's been built – like real strong Kofi, well, man. He's, he's been on the winning streak. Strong, right. But the storyline overall, I feel like is not – people aren't as engaged in his story as they are, say, in the 24-7 championship story right. or in every episode of the Firefly Funhouse. Like, I feel like there's more – like, Yowie Wowie is maybe the most over chant right now <laughs> in the WWE. Like, it's crazy. So, you know, but Kofi, like, if you take those two out of it, I would say after that, then it's Kofi. You know, like it's it's our truth, it's Bray Wyatt, and then it's Kofi for me, definitely. All right, yeah, yeah, you're right about that, man. Yeah. All right, man. So, do you have any more kind of uh, best like favorite moments? I want to try to keep it to a to a positive for at least one other uh, segment here. You know so. what? So I'm I'm kind of well, I'm intrigued by where they're going with this AJ Styles storyline. Okay. Yeah, we should uh, definitely talk. About that. Yeah, like let's that. talk about that. That that possibly could be a positive because right now exactly right right because i want to see more of it man because he first of all you're including you gallows Gallo and anderson which that's that's cool man you know what i'm saying you're coming at them at a logical way like man what's all this goofing off for yeah you know what i'm saying calling them out which i love aj styles doing that you know tell them though you know man y'all need to get serious and and then you know and and Gallows and Anderson last week with the doctor gloves, right? Where they were still in there, like Doctor Gallows, Doctor Anderson stuff, yeah. and he was like, what is this? And they slowly like took off the gloves, took yeah. off the beat costume or whatever. Now this week, you know, was the the conga line that was going on, yep. right? With no way, <laughs> you know, which but actually because he, he was doing a backstage interview, he got distracted by that. He was like, wait a minute. Well, even that was weird too. So Charlie Caruso, you know, she asked AJ Styles a question about his injury. He started to answer, and then she cut him off. And she was like, "Okay, I don't want to hear about that. What I really want to hear about is." And then she asked him another question. AJ really, you know, he he just kind of went with it. But yeah. I was like, man, that's that's kind of like I think they're they're start they're the way they're writing it is maybe they want to try to get under AJ's skin a little bit with with little things like that. Like first. <laughs> It'll be Charlie Caruso just trying to, you know, get under his skin a little bit. And yeah. then they cut him off again with the No Way Jose um, music hitting during the interview. And then he sees his friends, Gallows and Anderson, being goofballs. And then it's just like eventually he's just going to explode on them is maybe where this is all going. But Yeah, man, because I like how he called him out last week. It's like, I get it, man. You, you know what I'm saying? You guys make good money. It's like, yeah, man, you know, kids got iPads everywhere. That was <laughs> Gallows and Anderson are funny, man. They have great chemistry, bro. You know what they I'm do. saying? They do. Yeah, they do. yeah. Actually, all three of them have great yeah. chemistry. Yeah. So they're they're just feeding off each other. I like that whole dynamic right there. And and maybe this can be the catalyst to get them back together and be a faction and actually be a heel faction too. Cause maybe this can make this can be a way that they're gonna use this. Maybe for a way that AJ gonna go heal, uh, which would be cool, man. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Which would be cool, and because because I love the way how how they booked them for for Raw. You know, they they kind of kind of set this whole main event match, non title match between Ricochet 
You know, he's a new up and comer, but he's the United States champion. And then you got the veteran AJ Styles and they kind of framed it that way. And that was cool, man. Well, also, too, you know, going back to Gallows and Anderson, they they had a match, you know, because that's where kind of that whole uh, backstage conga line fiasco thing was leading up to. Like, he was, you know, AJ called him out, you know, about being, being, you know, just goofing off and stuff. And Gallows and Anderson like, oh, okay, we'll show you, we'll show you. And they went against the Viking Raiders, which I'm like, hmm, of course, (laughs) (laughs) you know, like I just had that reaction, right? But Well, first off, it was the Usos like the week before. Right, which, like, like, we're like, we'll show you how we get down with the Usos. The Usos took care of business, quick in quick fashion. Yes, but but they did it in an interesting way because Gallows and Anderson actually had the upper hand at first. They did, yep. Right? And then Carl Anderson started kind of like posing, saying, "Yeah, see, look at us, look at us." And then the Usos just super kicked him to death, and that was it. Like it was a <laughs> one, two, three. Now this week it was sort of a similar thing where Gallows and Anderson looked real good in the beginning. You know, they had the upper hand. And it seemed like they were they the match went a little bit longer than the Usos match did the week before. But then you know as soon as Anderson kind of got or Gallows and Anderson got comfortable, then the the uh, Viking Raiders decided, all right, we're we're gonna crank this up a notch, and they took over and won the match. So they're really playing off of like they they're trying to make it look like you could see the potential. You can yeah. see Gallows and Anderson being able to hold their own against anybody. But they're getting in their own way. And, you know, whether it's being goofballs or whether it's being overconfident, you know, like they need to, to make that that switch. Like you can see the switch they need to yeah. turn on in order to, to be right. winners. Like, so, you see, like they got they like they got it. They got the tools. Right. They just need to execute. Exactly. Exactly. So, you know, I, I too really enjoy where they're going with this. And now, you know, AJ Styles has his match that was the main event of Raw. Um, against Ricochet yeah. and um, you know um, Gallows and Anderson they come out you know in the beginning of the match you know and they try to trip Ricochet and AJ's like whoa 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 so he goes you know outside the ring grabs a microphone he's like no you guys are not going to ruin this match yep. I want you guys to get back <laughs> out of here you know and, and Gallows is looking like he don't want to leave he looks like he wants to step up to AJ and AJ's looking right at him he's like get out of here they leave. You know? I'm like, okay, let's see where this goes. Because, yeah. like you said, I feel like this eventually is going to lead to them hopefully being a faction again. Yeah. You know, they're teasing a little bit that maybe there could be some something between, like, like a fight. Maybe it could be brewing between them a little bit too, yeah. and like that might be the way that they try to to surprise us. Like, oh, build up that AJ might fight against one of the two of them or both of them, or they may turn on him, you know, as he's trying to motivate them because they get fed up, or maybe this is all a setup. And you just, when you think they are pissed off at AJ because he just keeps getting on their case, you know, they come to his aid and help yeah. him get a big victory or vice versa. So, you know, I, I'm hoping that it lends to them, whether they're face uh, faction or heel faction, you know, I I would love to see AJ as a heel again because I thought he did he did great work as a heel, and I think that would be a great direction for him to go I, into. I love the whole beat up John Cena. That uh, was a movement. great. That was a movement. yeah yeah that, that whole great thing. movement. Yes, I, yes. I loved it every time. You know, you know when he would ask, you know, Gallows Anderson's like, "What are you gonna? I'm gonna make love to my hot Asian wife and beat up John Cena." <laughs> <laughs> Dude, I think that would be great. That would be great. But either way, because I feel like they, I mean, AJ is a great, you know, face too. 
And I could see Gallows and Anderson working, you know, as a phase team if they really want to, because they they already are kind of, you know, how do I say this? That because they've been kind of somewhat positive recently, like they were in the conga line with No Way Jose, right? They're trying to, you know, have fun. And I feel like they could go a direction where they're saying, yeah, you could you could do that, but you got to be serious in the ring and you've right. got to stop being cocky. And if AJ can kind of kind of coach them to victories, you know, in a way and, and get them to be menacing in the ring and get them to be uh, a viable tag team in the ring again. I don't think it's going to matter whether their faces or heels. But um, if I had to decide, like if I had to book it, I, I probably would just go with, hey, man, just make them heels because we've seen that work. And that's probably the best of Gallows and Anderson right there. So, you know, as a, as a whole faction and you need heels on yeah, Raw. You do. You, you do. need heels. You do, because so, there's makes- it's, it's very few of them right now. So I think that's what, that's what they're going to do. And right now, they're man, they're making AJ Styles look strong. I love, you know, when Gallows and Anderson came out. He just kind of checked them, man. He's like, hold on, hold on, wait a minute. Hey, <laughs> this ain't going down like that, man. I don't know what y'all was thinking. Right. He's like, I'm about to handle my business. But right. before I do that, y'all need to get out. Right, right. <laughs> Yeah, and you know what? He handled his business too at Ricochet. Yeah, oh, he did. That match was great. It that was. was. I mean, that was clearly match of the night. You know, that it was, was. Oh was, hell yeah! There was no competition for for that from any other match that had happened on the night. But um, yeah, it was a great matchup. You know, Ricochet did a great yeah. job. AJ and that's was saying something. Fight. If they gave Ricochet that main event, you know, yeah. TV time, yeah. like that's the vote of confidence, man. Now Ricochet took the pin after winning the United States Championship. Which what is you? So you you agree with that? You think I that agree that was- with that? He just came back from injury. AJ Styles, you know what I'm saying? He's the veteran. You still you still got, you know, you still got you still got Ricochet, you know, still being that up and comer. So it makes sense. Now, should Ricochet take that sort of took a pin as a new champion? No. But if you're gonna do it with AJ Styles, he needs to take that pin. Then that's right. that's how. You know, if you if you book yourself into that, then AJ Styles has, has has to be that has to right. be the winner for that. I felt like they booked themselves into a corner, basically. Yep. Like there was yep. there was this was the lesser of two evils. Like exactly. you either you 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 can't have AJ lose to to Ricochet in this. You just you can't do that. So you had to have Ricochet take that pin. Um, but it just sucked for Ricochet who just won that belt. Yep. To now have to lose and then look somewhat. Defeated. I don't want to say weak, but you know, taking that loss right now, I don't know. It wasn't a great look for Ricochet, yeah. uh, or a great look for the champion championship. You know, that kind of diminishes the title a little bit because now you know everyone that has it just loses. Like they, <laughs> Samoa Joe just lost, and now Ricochet has it in his first match. Out, he loses. So, I, well, maybe I don't see it like that because you know AJ Styles. I, I, I'll be the first to admit I have. You know, AJ Styles, my he is my favorite wrestler, man. I have, uh, you know, I'm very biased towards towards AJ Styles. So maybe I see him in a different light. So I believe, I believe Ricochet didn't suffer taking the loss from AJ Styles because AJ Styles was the better man. It was a tough match, but he was the better man. But I, I to me, I didn't, I didn't see it as as uh ricochet suffering from that i mean i i i disagree there like i i do feel like he 
anytime you you got a guy who, especially a face champion, a baby face champion, you want to build him up, right? And uh-huh. you know, to take a loss right after winning, you know, a championship, it just kind of puts into question, well. Is he really that great if he just – I mean, granted, it's AJ Styles. So that, to your credit, yeah, yeah, to your credit the person yeah. he's losing to, you know, kind of makes it work. Like, it makes sense that he would lose to him. But it does, to me, somewhat diminish him and that in the title reign a little bit if it starts off with a loss right away. And I, I don't know. I feel like as much as I wanted to see that matchup, you know, it probably would have been better a better matchup for a pay-per-view you know, to have that happen and have some buildup happen and have Ricochet beat, beat somebody before, you know, for his first title to, or as his first match after being a champion, you know, give him a win, give him a couple wins, and then mm-hmm. have him against AJ at Extreme Rules, and then he can lose to AJ there, you know what I'm saying, versus losing the first match after he just won it the night before. Um, and at least, and I'm not really huge on, uh, protected losses, you know, like it, sometimes it just kind of, you know, it irritates me in some ways I could see using a protected loss here. Like this would be a good excuse for one, you know, if, if you had to do it because you want to kind of protect both guys. But, um, I think just what you said before, I agree is that they've kind of booked themselves in a situation where, you know, if you had to make a decision, if someone had to take a clean pin, it made sense for it to be Ricochet to take the to take that loss and to give AJ the win because that's what should happen. You know, yeah. AJ is, is established. You know, he's he was this SmackDown was the house that he built and he's on Raw now and he's just as big on Raw as he was on on SmackDown. You know, yeah. he fought Rollins for the title and it was he could have went either way. You know, Ricochet's not on that level yet. He's just not, so he shouldn't beat him. Um, so you know, it, it is just what it is. But I feel like. Now his, you know, Ricochet's next match up, like he can't lose again. Like he has to win. Oh no, no, I think he'll win the next. But you know, I, I like, just say like, like any. I, I would say this: anyone else, he should have. If it was anybody else, he should beat. Mm-hmm. Anybody else, he should beat. But yeah, but AJ Styles, you know, what I'm saying AJ Styles had to get that win. But I don't think you know, and that's just that's just me seeing that because I see AJ Styles in a different light. I just think that. I think many people would agree with you, though. I don't. Yeah. I don't think it's just just you. I think that's popular opinion right there. You know, I could be wrong, but I'm I'm just going to gauge that. Even from from watching the the match, you know, I feel like the reaction of the crowd would tell you too that most people are probably okay with the fact that AJ was the one that beat Ricochet and not the other way around. You know, I just think that to a to a certain degree, if you're trying to build up Ricochet because he's still pretty fresh to the WWE that him taking a loss after just winning the championship kind of it 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 the the rise kind of takes a pause you know it's not a it's not a it's not anything he can't come back from but it's just not the greatest booking overall but it's a dream matchup so i'm I'm happy we got it i'm happy (laughs) win you know but it's just one of those mixed bags where you 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 have to Someone is going to have to look somewhat not great in this situation and try to be built back up. And that person being Ricochet seemed right. If you were going to do it, then they did it the right way for what they booked. Yeah, yeah. I, I think, I guess breaking it down that way, I make, I, it, it makes sense because he just won the championship and now he lost. From a casual fan point of view, they can see, is this really your champion? 
Right. You know what I'm saying? If he just won the champion, he just won the United States belt and now he lost it the next night. How's that your champion? So, right. okay. All right. I see it from that point of view. Right. But, you know, like I said, that's my man's. So <laughs> I don't care. <laughs> no, hey, no argument there, man. No argument. <laughs> Definitely. Um, let's see. There was what did I want? Oh, all right. So now I'm gonna have to switch gears a little bit. Braun Strowman, Bobby Lashley, tug of war. That's crazy. I was gonna talk about that. <sighs> just why? Like, you know? like, like I was gonna talk about the badges to get it out the way. Yeah, let's just, <laughs> let's just roll through it. We don't really even have to spend that much time on it. I just need to to just get it out there. Like unnecessary. Okay. We had the arm wrestling match. You know, what was was that last week or two weeks ago? I don't even remember. It feels like it felt like, like it was just last week. It felt like just hitting us with different stipulation of non wrestling matches. Yeah, for a wrestling show. I swear, when they said it, when they said it, man. I just rolled my eyes. I was like, Please, "What are we doing? Why?" Like then they show Braun Strowman, you know, pulling the the semi. They pull Bobby Lashley with his rope around on like a post, like a like a electric like a uh, tree trunk or whatever. And I'm just like, what, a- guys? This obviously is fake. All right, like we all like you just took me out of it completely. You, you, did. Like, you know what I'm saying? The rope broke. You know, off the oh, off the off the light. Light, yeah. Snap. Oh, like nonchalant, that, and I'm supposed that, to be like, believe all the maids, like, oh wow, he's really strong. Yeah, like when when we watch wrestling, right? We're all most of us that are watching hardcore. We we are in on it. We know the game. Like this is a show. It is sports entertainment. So we can take liberties with certain things. But when you start doing things like this, it's almost like you're trying to tell me it's real. Like you're trying to tell me, oh, they're really going to have a, a, a tug of war and look at them really training and really setting up for it. And you do the stupidest things like have them try to pull down this light pole, or whatever. And, and it's crap. <laughs> yes. What do you else expect to do? Yeah. You're going to rip a pole light out of it. <laughs> <What you mean? laughs> oh, my God. And then they do the match, and, like, Bobby Lashley is just pulling, oh, on Tr- pulling closer to the line. And then Braun Strowman looks at him, he smiles, and then he just tugs Bobby Lashley over the over the line. And I'm like, all this for that? Like, come on, guys. Just, just no. Just stop. Just stop. Just have them. Just, I, I would be okay with them just doing the the t- traditional. Hey, we're gonna cut promos. I don't we're even want to see this anymore, man. Because it is. Yeah, yeah. Before I'm I was like, okay, it's two heavyweights. Because I thought we was gonna get actual wrestling. Oh but, man! But we're not getting actual wrestling on a wrestling show. We're getting other stuff. Yep. Tug of war matches, arm wrestling matches. What's and look, next? I applaud you for having looked at this in a positive light. When we were talking about <laughs> actually, you just reminded me of that. That when we had talked about this before, you actually were pretty optimistic about I was. This. I was. I, I got, I even got excited about it, man. But if, if memory serves, I feel like I was just not, especially on the Bobby Lashley side, like I'm just, I'm not really feeling Bobby Lashley in general. Yeah, yeah, and, he wasn't really feeling it. Yeah, and and Braun, like I just feel like that Braun just needs—he just deserves so much better than this. He just really does. So you know, I I wasn't really feeling great about this this rivalry for him, and it just took another turn for the worse, really. With with tug of war, like I mean, I don't even know where we go from here. Like I just I fear where we go from here. Like what other you know stupid matchup they're gonna are they gonna do like a pose down next? 
like like Bobby Lashley did with uh, I forget who it was that he had that composition was Apollo Cruz where they were both doing the the different poses like I mean oh yeah oh my god you know what I'm saying like I I just just stopped it didn't end it I, I don't know it's and, and the storyline with with Bobby and and Braun let them do something different I, just, right I don't want to see these guys together these guys don't have any chemistry together it's not working no it is not working i thought it can work it's not working all right so let's get away from this put braun with samoa joe because i got excited about that and all of a sudden we just get away from that it was like it was just a tease yeah like a one-night stand and that was it yeah it was it was it, it was it was bad it was bad it was real bad let me see here. You know what? I got a correction, actually, for something we were talking about earlier. So when we're talking about the 24-7 championship, because I just had to check this out real quick, uh, the title changes that we were talking about, it actually wasn't SmackDown. It was on Raw. Oh, okay. Okay. There were a couple title changes. Okay. On right. Raw. Yeah, that's my mistake, because I'm looking at this now. I'm trying to look at the the my notes here on, on that. And, yeah, there were some title changes there. So we can maybe just briefly, you could talk about some of those, because what you were getting excited about talking about um, who was it that had one of the, it was EC3 had won the title at EC3. It was Heath Slater. Heath Slater had won. I think. And, and gosh, who? No, uh, no. Oh, uh, Cedric Alexander. Yeah, yeah, Cedric right? Alexander. Yeah. 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 So they had that. Now, <laughs> what's funny about that, you know, is when Heath Slater won. The crowd actually was really excited. It was. Heath Slater winning. <laughs> it's because I, I think I had said last week, like, I'm not sure if this can really work with anybody but our truth. But when Heath Slater won, I'm like, you know what? The crowd has I, spoken. I yeah. Like, I could see this working with, with Heath Slater. And then, you know, our truth pinned him right away. And then uh, I don't know if it was EC3 or Cedric Alexander next, but when EC3 won, won I was like, man, I could actually see this working with EC3 because of the way the crowd is reacting to him, too. You know, Cedric, when he won, it's like, okay, it's cool, but it, that wouldn't be the same. Nah. But there's comedy there, I think, number one with Heath Slater, for sure. Yeah. Like, I could see him doing really well with it. And with where EC3's character is now, even though I, I, I kind of <laughs> feel like it's it sucks that this is where we're at, but just for comedy purposes and for how, I guess – sad or, or, or how sorry people feel for EC3 that anything will be a win at this point. So I could see that working for EC3 and people rooting for EC3 to hang on to it. Like this is the, this is, this is the best is going to get for you, man. So get that title and run. Like, you know what I'm saying? Like, I feel like people will support EC3 with the title. So I don't know. I feel like the 24 seven championship could work for both of those guys. Um, Cedric, not so much. Uh, you know, it's just, he, he needs to do something else, man. Go back to two five live or, Go to NXT or something. I, this, this, I'm not really feeling his main roster run so far. Uh, really hadn't done anything. But um, Heath Slater for sure. I was like, man, that that could be interesting. So yeah, that's just... you know what? I think you're right because I did notice the crowd reacting to Heath Slater and EC3. So I'm like, maybe this 24/7 championship could be an opportunity for other uh of the mid-level to lower tier characters now to i don't know shine a spotlight on them now yeah 
Absolutely. I think, um, you know, I, I think about like the, the B team guys, you know, like th- that, those guys aren't, I don't feel like they should get the tag team championships again, but I could definitely see them, you know, or either one of them becoming the 24 seven champion. Um, you know, there's other guys like that in that kind of lower tier that, you know, they're good guys and they've been around for a while. So, you know, give them, give them a little something, you know, give them something to do, yep. uh, something to have fun with. You know, and I think it's that that could work. So, yeah, there are some guys, but he slayed her right away. I was like, man, yeah, like that. That just <laughs> felt right for a second there. So, you know, hopefully he he uh, continues to go for this and, you know, gives him something to do and, and something to have fun with. I believe, you know, coming in, our truth walked in as a six time 24 seven champion <laughs> and walked out as a nine time yep. by the end of the show. Yep. <laughs> yeah. Nine time champion now. Like he's he's going for gosh, he it, it's gonna get into maybe the twenties or something. You think so? I think so. Cause didn't like crash out. Let's 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 do the over under on this. So over under on his complete re- because I mean, as long I think the twenty four seven championship's gonna be around for a while, so this could be going on for for <laughs> years now, you know, but um I would say, yeah, truth, because Crash Holly, I feel like, was probably champion, uh, hardcore champion, some crazy number of times. Um, I think you, I want to say it cleared 20 plus because they had the same thing going on. So the way this is going with our truth, I mean, this championship has been around for maybe two months now, yeah, month, month and a half. He's already nine-time nine champion. Times. Let's uh, do the math. Ooh. He's, he's already yeah. He's already trending to do more than twenty. Yeah. 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 Let me rethink about this then. Yeah, I don't know if we want to. I, I don't even know if that's a debate, really. Like, yeah, like, he's definitely maybe, maybe he could he could be a thirty. I mean, at least like they could over they, under thirty. Ooh, over under thirty, man. Uh, <laughs> it's ridiculous at that point. Like, but that's a good number, though. Ugh. Over under thirty. I, I'm gonna say under. You say under. I'm gonna say under. I'm gonna say under thirty, but over twenty. Yeah. Ooh. I want to look up Crash Holly title runs. Let me see. Oh, while you do that, I'm gonna think about that. So let me see. Ooh, over under. But that's a good. Maybe twenty five. Twenty five. Twenty. He had twenty. Two as WWF WWE hardcore champion. Yeah. Twenty-two. So, so he'll at least go for the record then. Oh yeah. He's so at least stay there. So I I'll say, ooh, I'll say, ooh. I, I, yeah, I'll say twenty-five. Man. Twenty-five. Yeah. yeah. Twenty-five. I, that's that's that lucky gonna, number. Yeah, that's that's a good number. That's a good number. Twenty-seven is mine. You know, I could see him doing that. But I, for sure, I, he's going to break that record. Yeah. He definitely will be over 22, so he'll be yeah. at least 23. Um, but I think Or maybe he'll just be 24 because it's the 24-7 championship. Oh, yeah, yeah. Yeah, they could do that. <laughs> they could do that. Just stop right at 24. Yeah. yeah. I can see that. Okay. And then give it to Heath Slater and let him do some things with it. Right. <laughs> on a, on a longer and longer run or whatever. I don't know. It's crazy. Yeah. We just broke down this, man. We just did a <laughs> Yeah. <laughs> For the 24-7 championship. For the 24-7 championship. The ugliest championship oh, in WWE. Yeah. Maybe in WWE history. But, you know, one that, hey, 
our truth man has turned that into something it's yeah. turned into something fun. yes man yeah definitely man so let's see any any other standout moments you want to talk about from raw specifically so so it, it affects both shows so i had sent you the link earlier this today mm-hmm. so oh um, yeah 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 yeah, yeah. Talk about this. Okay. yeah 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 so go ahead so, man. So there's uh, some news coming out of, uh, for, well, that affects both Raw and SmackDown. Um, as of today, their titles, what is it, executive directors of both yep. Raw and SmackDown? Is that what it is? Yep. Um, so news broke that both Paul Heyman and Eric Bischoff are going to be executive directors uh, of Raw and SmackDown, respectively. Paul Heyman of Raw and Eric Bischoff of SmackDown. Um, now, Within that report, and they actually put it up on the on the website, that right on the front page now, that that's going to be the case. So um, the belief still is obviously that they're going to be answering to Vince. That Vince, you know, is is going to be their their main uh, guy that, that has to you know say yay or nay to anything. Mm-hmm. But um, you know, the thought of both Paul Heyman and Eric Bischoff, two guys who have have been you know, have run companies and they ran ECW and WCW, uh, you know, respectively being the, the, the main kind of creative minds now behind both of those shows. Uh, it's exciting. You know, I, I definitely, my first reaction was that it, this is an exciting thing to hear. You know, I respect both guys, you know, Eric Bischoff was an innovator with WCW yeah. and, you know, the Monday Night Wars were, you know, maybe the best time in wrestling period. Yeah. You know, he kind of set the tone for Attitude Era, man. Giving wrestlers real names, he did. He did. You know, and and just I, I, I really respect Eric Bischoff, so I'm I'm excited to see what he can do. When he was even in WWE and he was running Raw, you know, like it was it was a fun time. You know, as an on screen personality and as a as a backstage uh, presence too. You know, I think that he's a great addition. And Paul Heyman, and I've just got so much respect for Paul Heyman, man. Like I just think that he does. He's Great on the mic, you know. Got a great mind for wrestling. He does. Um, he does. I saw him. Um, I saw uh, Alexa Bliss's uh, uh, was it three sixty five special oh. uh, when it premiered right after Stomping Ground. Yeah, uh, watched that. And there's a moment where they're talking about, um, you know, he's talking to Alexa Bliss, and you can see him kind of talking to to her and working out things with her. And I think they were talking about a moment of bliss. And he was just trying to coach her on how to be, you know, with that. And, you know, then I also watched um, uh, Becky Lynch's 365, too. Or I don't know if that one was 365, but it was a special they have on, on the WWE Network with her. And there he was again, you know, Paul Heyman talking to Becky Lynch. So he's already kind of, you know, established himself as a go-to person for a lot yeah, of these man. stars that they respect. And Definitely they a mentor. To. And a mentor, yeah. So for him, it just seems like a natural fit that he would have some kind of a, more of a role, more of a presence, uh, you know, with the creative, you know, for the overall product uh, versus just being an on-screen personality. So I am excited about that. The pessimist in me is like, eh, they still got to yeah. answer the fence. So, yep. you know, yeah. as, as excited as I want to be, it's still going to be up to him to yep. let him really shot caller him. right there. Right. Because we'd already heard about Triple H kind of butting heads a little bit with Vince. And so, you know, and that's another part of this, too, which is, okay, you gave these positions to Paul, to Heyman, and to Eric Bischoff. But Triple H is right there, you know, running NXT. 
And, you know, he's not going to be, he wasn't named in any of this to be like the head of creative. I mean, now the way I look at that is, okay, <laughs> he's he's in the room already. So I'm sure he's going to be a part of that. Yeah, creative. but that, I don't know. That felt like a snub. But that does, right. It feels yeah. like a snub, you know. Like, so, like dead, dead right here. Standing right here, got the XD, great takeovers. Right. (laughs) Why not Triple H? So I don't know. I don't know. It's almost like because maybe they're already button heads, he kind of didn't want to give that to Triple H, you know, and maybe there's some truth to that, man. I think so. Yeah, because we heard rumors like they was not seeing eye to eye, and you know how Vince is, man. Yeah. You know what I'm saying? He still wanna show how big his stick is. You know what I'm saying? That's how he is. Told Triple H, told his son, like it's my show. I'm going to get Eric Bischoff and Paul Heyman. How about that now? (laughs) What about NXT? (laughs) (laughs) Yeah, it's it's just, we got to take it with a grain of salt, man. We'll see how that affects things. You know, we'll see if Raw gets written any better, if SmackDown gets written any better. Um, I would love to see both of them take on the the on screen personas as like the GMs of both of those shows, as well as doing the backstage writing. Like I'd love to see them do both because I think their their presences in that way can help, you know, with ratings a little bit. I you think know, that will help with the flow of the show, man. Having an MC, so so to speak. So like a yeah. GM having that TV, like because like when Paige was the GM, she was a great GM. By oh, the way, she was a great GM. Yeah, she was, she was great awesome. on on screen GM. Yeah. You know what I'm saying for for SmackDown. So I think that's what. Both of these shows are missing, man. Somebody's just the MC the show. Yeah. Yeah. I, I I'm so I'm hoping. I'm hoping that they do that. It'd yeah. be great to see Bischoff on t- on TV again because we haven't seen him in a while. Oh, no. so I think that'd be real cool. Um and yeah, we'll just we have to just wait and see. But that that is uh big news coming out and it gives us a little bit of hope. Um and in in light of horrible uh attendance. Because this show, too, I mean, it was, what, 3,500 people, I think it was reported, that showed up Ooh, yeah. to the arena? It was, it was another like, rough. Yeah. It was rough. It was it was worse than Common Ground. And one of the worst uh, live events before this, I think, was 7,000 people. And they were, you know, freaking out. It was a SmackDown uh, a while back. And now this one with 3,500, it's like, man, code red, man. Like, you, yeah. gotta, all hands on deck. We so, gotta figure this out. so do you think this helps you maybe – for this recipe, you think this, uh, in a way, have opened Vixen Man eyes, and that's why he made those two hires. And you're like, all right, these are the guys I do trust. They ran separate shows. My com- former competitors, I-, I believe. All right, I'm gonna do my thing at XFL. Yeah, like you think that's the best case scenario. I don't think it's best case scenario. I think Triple H is best case scenario, really. I still believe that it, he'd be the best guy to run it because of what he's doing with NXT. But if we didn't get Triple H, I think this is kind of kind of the next best thing. The thing right. that still makes me hesitate is the the Vince McMahon factor. Like we don't know that that he's not gonna be stopping some of their ideas from even happening. You know, yeah. like what's to say that they're gonna be like, hey, you know, having uh, Drew McIntyre with Shane is stupid. Let's end that. And he'd be like, oh, hell no. No, you got to yeah. keep that storyline going because, you know, that's his baby. That's that's literally and figuratively, you know what I'm saying? Like, that's his son. And and that storyline, I'm sure he loves it. <laughs> so, you know, I, I feel like we'll have to wait and see how much uh, uh, 
free reign they give that he gives uh, both of those guys to be able to write the shows and create the shows the way that that they see them to be the best. Um, but yeah, I don't know, man. I mean, it, it's it's it needed something, you know. It needs yeah. something. I think the the first kind of big sign that Vince was kind of paying attention and that the the low attendance is affecting him was Undertaker showing up. You know, I think that that him showing up the way he did out of nowhere for just, you know, an extreme rules pay-per-view match feels like Vince is desperate. Like he yeah. he's trying to do whatever he thinks will kind of make people talk and make people want to show up and, and, and come to the arena. And he sees Undertaker as one of those draws that can still bring people. So I, I think that was one sign. And then this is another, you know, for sure with, with, you know, signing, uh, Heyman and, and Eric Bischoff in this way and make it, making it public, you know, making it known that this is happening and putting it on the website immediately. Yeah, like, they did. They did. That that's, that's, you know, clearly I think he's seeing that, but I think, you know, Triple H not getting the spot is a bad sign. And, yeah. you know, Vince potentially still being the, the last, um, stop for any storyline idea you know is still kind of like and it has me on on pause and kind of a wait and see there is there is a story out there too that fox has a meeting with triple h vincent man and trip uh i say stephanie too no you said uh triple h and and vince yeah stephanie as well okay uh with fox discussing the low numbers for smackdown because they're seriously worried about it and i don't blame them Oh, no, I, man. I mean, yeah, the SmackDown pictures, because I don't know the official numbers, but, you know, just kind of, uh, we'll talk about that for yeah, a second. Yeah, we here. will. We will. Like, man. it was bad. It was bad. Like, yeah, man, I, I, yeah, I'll talk to you about my viewing experience about that. Man. But just to give it to Raw, like 3,500 people for a Raw right after a pay-per-view, that is piss poor. Yeah, it know, is. That, that is not a good sign. It so is. I, 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 and, and it's sad too, you know, because again, we love wrestling. So, you know, yeah. you don't want, want that the product just gets to the point where people don't even show up. But it feels like maybe that's what it's going to take also for them to change things. So hopefully we get something positive and then they, you know, they're making these changes and we, we actually see the, the results of these changes, yeah. being, you know, better storylines, wrestlers who aren't getting enough TV time. Because you got to remember, man, they have competition now. Mm-hmm. Yeah, and they have competition that that really that really just demanding this product now. If you, I don't know if you heard the story for for All Out that oh, fifteen was, minutes of the ticket sales sold. Yeah, it sold in fifty. It's sold not, not only sold out in fifteen minutes, but over a hundred and thirty thousand fans wanted tickets. Try to get tickets. Try yeah. to get tickets, man. And thirty five hundred went to Raw. Yet, how much? What was that number again for All Out? Uh, it's like let's just say like let's just say a hundred thousand plus, you know, fans. We're I think one hundred and thirty-seven thousand. Yeah, I mean, thirty-seven thousand wanted to get tickets, try to get tickets. Yeah. Whereas for stomping grounds, they were giving tickets away. Is what I was hearing. Yep, two for I one, think, two for one. Yeah, yeah. I think they said there were four thousand or forty-five hundred somewhere around there. In terms of how many tickets they actually sold, and then at a mall or something, they were they were trying to give tickets away. Oh yeah, to fill, fill it up. I bet they so. did some radio remotes too, trying to give away some tickets contests. 
Yep. Yeah. That's that's sad, man. Yeah. Yeah. That's it's just I, it, things have to change. Yeah. Things have to change, and you know the fact that AEW is not even on television yet, and this is happening. Like, imagine. I mean, <laughs> I don't know if AEW is going to have the balls to do this, but if they were to put that show on Monday <laughs> with Raw right now, they may kill Raw. I like like literally that might be the end of Raw because the just the way that that I'm seeing this right now. The the attendance rec the attendance being the way it is, the ratings being down the way they are, and then you have AEW who's selling like crazy, and there's just so much just a- anticipation and excitement about uh, what AEW is. Like if they were to go, I, I think if, if I'm running AEW right now, I would have a hard time doing that because just the respect factor. Like I, I just feel like. It's it's such a daunting thing for a new company to just come in and try to go right for the jugular and say, okay, we're going head-to-head with Monday Night Raw. It would just feel insane. But I kind of feel like they would win. You know what I'm saying? That if they actually did do it, they they might actually, at least in the beginning, you know, the I think they would beat Raw on their first night. I think they would, just the way it feels right now. Yeah, Maybe well see this is why see I, I got I guess that that three D perspective is hitting me now, so I look at it like this. So if I'm I'm the owner of AEW, okay, do I want to really be on the same slot on Monday as Monday Night Raw and Monday Night Football too? That's Good point. Yeah, so that see, I'm not even thinking about Monday Night Raw. It's the football aspect of that now. I'm a brand new company, and and yet given all, I'll be on TNT National Network. Great, but I don't know, man. That's whew, going against NFL Network. I don't know. Maybe. Yeah, that I mean, yeah, going against Monday Night Football would be would be tough. That yeah. would be tough. You know, if you just take Raw out of it and look at it from that perspective, yeah. that is kind of tricky. Yeah, because uh, I know WCW did it, you know, they did Monday Night Wars, they was doing it. But that's when that's when wrestling was at its peak, though, man. Right. Yeah, that's tough. I mean, I think, and again, I, the way I was saying it, too, is I don't know that even if I was in charge, I don't know that I would want. To, to do that at the beginning of my, my company's, like, just the debut on television to go even just up against Raw for that week. Like, I feel like it would yeah. be kind of, that'd, that'd be daunting enough, you know, even though I feel like this is the time, if you were going to do it and you thought maybe you had a chance to beat them right out the gate, I feel like this would be the time to do it, but I it would just be kind of, it would be tough to pull the trigger. But then you add in that, you know, the fact that, yeah, you're, you're competing also with Monday Night Football, I mean, I mean that that's tricky. So, you know, that that's a great point that you just brought up. I just feel like this is a this this is a really down time right now for for Raw and SmackDown WWE product in general, you know, for them. And it just the numbers don't look great. Some of the storytelling is no. not great. You know, SmackDown is sucking right now, like really sucking. And and it the craziest part about it is this is probably the best roster that they've had since the attitude era yeah. in terms of just like the amount of talent like it's ridiculous you, the amount it, of talent just, they have, especially on the women's side 
Yeah. Well, so, on both sides, on yeah. both sides, like, I, the women, it, this is the, this is for sure the best women's roster ever, yeah. ever. It's just that, that goes without question. Um, on the men's side, there are so many wrestlers that they have that just world renowned superstars that they have that don't get time. But I mean, just the sheer numbers, man, you could probably have fatal four ways and for every match the whole night and maybe still not have enough, you know, matches for every guy that you have because there's just so much talent, you know, it's just crazy right now. Um, so I, I don't know, man, it's just weird. It's just weird that this is at this time where we have so much talent in the WWE that the product is just so, so bad. Like I, I, that just blows my mind. It really does. Yeah, man. I, I think I echo those same feelings, man. <laughs> like, you know, we'll, 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 you know, we'll, talk about that in our smackdown recap too like dude it was it was very very tough to watch tuesday like i it 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 got to me to a point i was i was gonna stop (laughs) i was gonna like bro uh, i i can't do it man and it and right now i'm hanging on a thread by uh by monday night raw I think because of some of the storytelling that I see some some bright lights, but they got some things to fix uh, with SmackDown as well. Well, look, the saving grace, I think, for for Raw was definitely AJ Styles and Ricochet. Yep. And AJ Styles c- couldn't have picked a better time to come back off of his injury than right now because they need him. They need AJ they Styles. That's they a do. great Raw to have, um, you know, to, to try to bring people back, try to get interest back. Um, so I think that's great. I think Paul Heyman running raw, hopefully, you know, Vince lets him book it the way it should be. Cause I trust Paul Heyman's booking mind, you know, Paul Heyman's issue back in the day, I think more was with money than with booking. You know, I, there's a lot of stories about like, you know, him and, and some of the wrestlers not trusting him when it came to the money with ECW, but that was a totally different time yeah. you know, for right now. When it comes to creative, like Paul Heyman's mind, I feel like is great. And so, you know, I'm I'm eagerly waiting, but someone calls me. I think he'll get some TV time with that role too, because he's already giving TV time for Brock Lesnar, so why not? And they already mentioned on their website. Yeah. Yeah. You know, so we'll see, man. We'll see what yeah. happens. You know, like I'm 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 hoping things turn, you know. AJ's there, Braun Strowman, hopefully he gets a better run right now. You know, yeah. I'm looking for better things for him. Uh, Seth Rollins, you know, we can maybe get a better opponent for him than Baron Corbin. Uh, you know, just there's so many people, man. Like, you just want to see great things happen for some of these guys. Samoa Joe's on this show. I mean, we haven't really even talked about, you know, Joe and, like, what what had happened there. And uh, just, you know, but it, it's just it's just such a such a, a weird – I don't know, man. It, it's, 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 it's a trying time right now for, for you know – being a uh, a wrestling fan or being a WWE fan, you know, like yeah. there are these little specks of hope, you know, it just in this these <laughs> this negative cloud, you know, what I'm saying? it's just like you're just kind of grasping for any little thing you can find. Yeah, so, any any know. like the 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 lightest speck, I don't care. Yeah. <laughs> oh man. Well, before we end the the raw recap, I think the the one thing I definitely wanted to touch on was the Kofi Kingston Sami Zayn matchup. Um, and actually, was it – now, I'm trying to remember, actually. Was it Sammy and Kevin that he – oh, he, he ended up facing off against both of them, right? Because he beat Sammy, 
And then Kevin said, hey, you know, like, yeah. I want to fight you also. And so he went against Kevin Owens, and Kevin Owens got counted out, right? Mm-hmm. Okay. So then, so then Kofi Kingston escaped. So he beat Sami Zayn. He, he beat Kevin Owens. And then Samoa Joe attacked Kofi. And so this has led into Samoa Joe being named the number one contender for the WWE Championship. Um, so, again, I, I just I find myself like this. I should be feeling excited about this. Just, I should just be, be, just like, be real, man. Just be real. But, like, <laughs> I, I, I should be like, oh, man, Samoa Joe, like, he's going against Kofi Kingston. Like, yeah. this is. It's amazing. Like Samoa Joe is the destroyer, and he's gonna, you know, be just just digging into Kofi Kingston and and you know trash talking just like we know he can. And I'm sure he's gonna trash talk like crazy, but I am not excited about the matchup, unfortunately, because he's like we said with Stomping Grounds, he's basically become just all talk. Like you just lost to Ricochet, right? So you you lost to Rey Mysterio. Rey Mysterio had to hand you the title back. Then you lost to Ricochet. You lost the United States Championship. And now you're going to go, and I'm supposed to believe that you're going to beat Kofi Kingston, who's on this amazing run right now. But you know what? Let's even dial it back a bit further. Remember when he was in a match on Monday Night Raw and kind of just grabbed his oh, title and yeah. tucked and run? Because he, he was on Braun Strowman's shoulders, yeah. right? Braun Strowman was getting ready to do a move. He escaped the move and took the title and ran away. Like he so, was scared out of his mind. And now we're supposed to believe that he's going to beat Kofi Kingston, who's just been on a roll since WrestleMania. He's WWE champion. Like, I just, it, it, the booking has just been bad for this. You know, and we, like, I'm telling you, I would be shocked if the most <laughs> one shocked. And that shouldn't be the case. It's not going to happen because you already know what this is, man. He nothing but a placeholder, man, for yep. Kofi. He ain't yep. nothing but a placeholder for Kofi, man. Yep. Kofi going to make work light work out of him i'm saying that about samoa joe i'm saying I'm making a light work out of him <laughs> but here's how but but i also would predict that i believe the build-up will be good i believe the promos are going to be good you know like everything leading up to that matchup is going to be good and then we're going to get the same old stuff it's going to be joe getting you know, looking, trying to look strong, trying to look powerful, but at the end of it, Kofi is just gonna just take him out, like you said, make well, light work of him. Well, would that of- take you out of it though? Like you seeing, like you know, Joe being Joe, but at the same time, are you gonna have the other side of this and thinking like, but you are, man, this some bullshit anyway. I just I, really, I, I'm, <laughs> I am not, I'm not looking for. I'm, I'm telling you, I'm not looking forward to the match. Not both wrestlers. <laughs> are wrestlers that I really respect and enjoy right. watching, but I feel like this is not great timing for Joe. You know, like, Joe needs to go back to the drawing board and rebuild himself up for me to take this seriously. And since when is a loss to – you just lost the United States champion and you're number one contender? How does that work? Just because you you jumped them and you 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 put the coquina clutch on them and yeah. the ramp, now you're number one contender? Like, yeah. Man, like, go back to the back of the line. Like, why are you number one? Right. Contender? I don't know. I don't get this, man. Like, like that logic doesn't work there. Like, somebody else needs to be number one uh, contender. Like, why that's that's, that's what it takes to get a, a championship match. Right. Dude, he loses. Lose. You're not a state championship match. Yeah. 
I, like, I, I, don't understand. I don't understand. But then again, okay, so I guess Ricochet should be going after Universal Championship. He just, <laughs> you know, just now. So losing gets you the number one contender. Right, man. Apply that same logic. Yeah, like it just it doesn't make sense. It doesn't make sense. And Joe looks weak right now, anyway. So I like, why do I care to see him against Kofi Kingston right. when he lost the way he did? Like it just doesn't. It wasn't. It, doesn't a, it wasn't a good look because first of all, you you attack Kofi from behind, so. Because I'm viewing you as weak, yeah. it doesn't even look right for you attack from behind because you just lost your United States championship. You talk, you know what I'm saying? And you're a weak coward that just jumps someone from behind, and that's yeah. the only way to do anything. Yeah, it's just yeah. You that's, know, that's and then even though Kofi said, well, you know that was in SmackDown, but I don't know if I don't know if I'm going to buy this Samojo. I don't know. I don't know. I, I'm telling you right now, I don't. I don't know. I, and I feel like he's going to... Our listeners will find out if we, we if we keep this intro or not. <laughs> don't know. Yeah. <laughs> I'm telling you, it, we may have to start going back to the drawing board ourselves. Yeah. We're intro because <laughs> not... So, Mojo just isn't doing it for me, and that really hurts me because I'm just such a big Samojo fan. Like, the booking of Samojo right now is just terrible. It's just terrible. So, yeah. Uh, not looking forward to this one, man. But it's – it's. there's no way to fix this, too. I just don't – I don't see it because he's not going to beat Kofi Kingston. He's not. No, it's – come on, man. This dude has been, like, on a win streak. There's no way. And booking – this is probably the, the only thing they got right on SmackDown is, is this. It's just the way they've been booking Kofi, man. Just, all right, that's how you book your championship. A yep. strong champion just taking on all comers, defeating all odds. Like, you want some, Zamy? Okay, oh, you want some too, Kevin? Cool, all right. <laughs> yeah, man. So, I just the bright side here is Kofi Kingston looks great, and this will be another person to kind of help build his legacy, basically, is, what I, is the way I see it. Uh, unfortunately, it'll come at probably the the further diminishing of Samoa Joe's mystique that he's no longer really a person that you can take seriously when it gets to his matches that, you know, if he has a championship match, he's going to lose. Like it is going to happen. Yeah. If, if he wins a championship, it's not going to be long before he loses that belt. And it, it just, it's hard to take him seriously now, but you know, this story is really more about Kofi continuing to, to, build his overall legacy as one of because he's he's said it that he wants to go down as one of the greatest WWE champions of all time so he's just building a laundry list of guys that he could say he's beaten and this will be another guy that'll be another notch on his belt it's basically what small joe's gonna come to so until joe proves us wrong that's basically where he's at that's where drew mcintyre's at you know that's just that's just what it is so yeah yeah man it, it is what it is so joe my my best of luck to you I, I hope we keep this intro, but hey, man, it's just business. <laughs> <laughs> oh, man. Well, uh, on that note, we, we'll close out the, the Raw recap there. You know, we were going to talk about SmackDown here in the next one. Um, but, uh, yeah, just just not a great Raw overall. Uh, just my overall uh, assessment of it. You know, I feel like 
hopefully with this news with with Paul Heyman being the new executive director doing the creative for Raw, things will be on the up and up. So I definitely will be watching Raw this week uh, with with uh, some optimism um, and and just hoping that that we can start to see signs of, of things turn around and and you know maybe get some more butts and seats. You know get some get the crowd get to get back to being full and excited and and getting the fans excited about about seeing Raw again because this is. It's not. It's not where we want to be at, man. We we love watching wrestling. Yeah, so. man. This is the dark ages, and we need to get it's out of right this. Now. Yeah, that's that's what it is. It's just what it is. So yeah, man. That's that's the light. I'm gonna I'm gonna see. I'm gonna try to end it on a positive right there and see. Put put a lot of my hopes into the Paul Heyman announcement and hope for the best this coming Raw. So we'll see. We'll, we'll to be continued on on where the the Paul Heyman situation takes us with Raw. So. For this recap, that'll do it. Uh, We will catch you guys next time. This is a feast for Devin. See you later. Peace. All right, guys. Thanks for listening to the Clark Street Wrestling Podcast.